Hello, bums. Welcome back to Struggling with the Bums. Today, we have a very special episode for you guys today. We're going to be uh, interviewing a dear friend of mine. Uh, but before we get to that, please, bums, if you don't know, we have an Instagram where we post uh, pictures to go with our episodes. Check us out at T-H-E-B-U underscore M-S, the bums. Uh, we also have a website where we post the videos and have a blog called strugglingbums.com. Please hit us up. We'd love to interact with you guys. But that being said, today we're going to be interviewing a dear friend of mine, the man, the myth, the legend, John Miller. John, how about you introduce yourself? Hey, what's going on, guys? No, thank you for having me on. Um, I've been listening since you guys started. Um, it's it's kind of kind of sweet being on here. Yeah, it's definitely different than like being a listener versus being like the people that actually talk about it. But absolutely no um yeah uh, bryce kind of gave me a hyped up introduction i don't know if i can uh, live up to those expectations but uh no um yeah bryce and i we went to high school together that was yeah kind of how we knew each other well how about we start from the beginning john so yeah you know out of you know eddie's from california born and raised i'm from oklahoma born and raised you're i think one of my few friends that are from oregon born and raised and like actually still reside in Oregon so so tell me what was that like growing up in Oregon because I mean we have very Eddie lived on the west coast I live technically in the south you're the only PNW guys so tell me about it hey man it was really cool growing up in the Pacific Northwest I'm not gonna lie um there's just a lot of really cool activities that you have out here you know a bunch of hiking uh, you got the mountains you know hour hour and a half away beach about the same distance I mean scenery i think i think that was the biggest thing for me and uh you almost go numb to it just because you you just have it around you all the time uh but i mean i still try try to soak that up when i can uh but i think that was a that was a big thing growing up was like outdoor activities you know um just being outside but the other thing too just the diversity around here i mean everything is like the culture around here is so much different i mean traveling uh, my girlfriend, my partner, uh, she's from Indiana. So, you know, seeing um, cornfields as opposed to, you know, mountain ranges and um, just kind of a, a different mindset, uh, if you will, uh, from the Midwest to the Pacific Northwest. So a lot, of, a lot of open minds out here. And I think that's what kind of kept me kind of stationed here is because I just, I love that anybody can be who they, they want to be. Um, everything's accepted. And that's kind of how it was growing up too. Yeah. I was going to say, I, uh, I went up to a wedding and we were in Washington recently and I was like, we drove all the way up there. And I was like, yeah, dude, I freaking missed being up there, man. Just seeing everything. You really do go numb to it. I mean, not to say like Eugene isn't the prettiest place in the world, it's got some views, but like obviously taking that trip from where I live going up is just so nice. Oh my gosh. I, I mean, even, even up to the gorge, you know, going through like Hood River or that area. I mean, you drive through it so many times that you're like, oh, I've seen it before. I've seen it before. But every time you drive past it, it's like, you can't, you can't look away. It, it's yeah. beautiful up here. I love the Pacific Northwest. I, like it feels like home and I, I don't know if I ever want to leave, but I mean, I'm sure life will take me in different directions as it is now. So. Yeah, man. I remember my first time, like it was like flying into Ireland because like Oklahoma's a drought state. 
majority of the places I've been around, it's dead trees, it's dead grass. Eddie, you got your first-hand taste coming down to Missouri. John, you know what I'm talking about, having been in Indiana. That's literally what the entire state of Oklahoma looks like. So when I flew into Oregon, you have mountains, you have the you have Hood River, you have the gorge. It's there's so much. It's just it's over. It was overwhelming. Like the first time I visited Oregon, I was just blown away that there was a part of the United States that looked like this. Like it just blew my mind. Uh, you, you can't you honestly can't give it enough justice to how beautiful that area of America is. Like you really have to go see it and just again, like Oklahoma, not a lot to do outside. You know, compared to. If you guys have kayaking, you have paddleboard riding, you can go whitewater, whitewater rafting, you can go snowboarding, skiing, uh, bike riding. Honestly, there's some really nice trails I've even heard. Hiking, like all that stuff is not really big where I'm from. And Eddie, was that stuff big for you? I'm curious, Eddie, was that big where you were at in California? Because I know it's pretty urban. Um, I mean, it's pretty urban, but like we have Mount Diablo, which has a bunch of different trails. And it's oh, not wow. like it's the most beautiful thing in the world, but... It's yeah. pretty nice to go it's, hike and go explore. And then nearby, too, we have Redwood National Forest and stuff like that. So, like, a Redwood, or at least the Redwoods, right? And yeah, nearby, yeah. A couple of the places. So, there's, there's yeah. options. Yeah. I, I've been to the Redwoods, but I think what makes Oregon stand out to me, and John, tell me if you agree or disagree, it's how close it is all together. Like, I, I think Oregon really stands out to me how close, like, you can be in an urban area and the nature side of it is, like, almost on the other side of the street, I felt like in a lot of areas. Well, and it's really cool too, because when you're driving into Portland from where I was living in Beaverton, you know, um, you, like as soon as you enter the city, it's just like trees with it. And then Mount Hood in the background, then you have St. Helens up in Washington that you can see clearly too. It's, it's a beautiful city and it was a, it was a great place to grow up. I think, again, it's just, it's going numb to it because you just see it all the time. I mean, yeah. going to work now, it's like, I, I take it all in and I, because, you know, I don't know how long I'm going to be here. I don't know if I'm going to be like working here and, and seeing if kind of kind of where the future goes. So, yeah, um, yeah it's, it's, it's a pretty cool. It's a pretty cool place. It's, it's like another world over over in the Pacific Northwest. I mean, how people treat one another, how uh, like scenery, I mean, everything. So. Yeah. yeah, that was that was kind of how it was and that's how it is now. And um yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, a little bit more about yourself and like your upbringing, John. I know you grew up with two older brothers. Awesome guys. You know, you're I think I've mentioned you to this, like your family's super close. I've I've spent Thanksgiving with you guys, had a blast. You know, I love the neighborhood you guys were saying. Were you always in that neighborhood? Have you guys always been in that same? Yeah, place? born and born and raised over in that neighborhood. So uh, the community there is great too. But yeah, that, that Thanksgiving awesome. was a lot of fun. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So uh, were you? I assume you mentioned it a little bit. Were you? I assume you were pretty active in sports. I mean, based yeah, on definitely. you know, you're an athletic guy, especially. Yeah. I was no, saying, yeah, yeah. didn't he come down to play soccer with us a couple of times and football? Dude, he was, so, I mean, the, I he was so. the guy that played soccer. He was him. That was one of my favorite times in college, too, was just coming down to hang out with you guys because I, I got that, like, community college feel, like, when I was going to school. But, like, coming down to you guys, I got that university feel that I needed on the weekends to be, like, let loose and, you know, just be able to do those sports. But, yeah, I mean, growing up, that's uh, – 
that was all I did. I mean, staying active, you know, um, I would play, grew up playing soccer. I grew up playing baseball, football, track. I mean, I was not multi, I mean, multi-sport, I guess in, in high school, but, um, yeah, three seasons athlete when like growing up before high school. So, um, yeah, that kept me busy and I always wanted to be active. So, yeah. John's fame is like legends. They were his older brothers, Eddie. <laughs> absolute football like legends for Oregon because but because they so Matt Matt no you're right you're right Matt so he was the all-state safety uh for for Southridge and went on to go walk on and was gonna play with Chip Kelly and he was one of I think six if I can remember correctly that like got asked to like come train one more day and they only picked two guys out of the six and it was like this six, five, 300 pound lineman. And then I think the other one, I can't, if, no, it wasn't Eric Armstead, but it was someone like that that was like prolific and actually ended up going to the NFL. So yeah, he was, uh, I mean, again, like sports were a huge part of my upbringing. Um, and honestly, like it kind of shaped me into the person that I am today with um, how, I, how, I'm, how I am as a, like work, how I work like as a leader and also like a team player. So yeah, that was a, a huge part of my upbringing. Well, I bring that up, Eddie, because I'll, I'll bring it as we kind of move on with this. I'll explain how I met John and my perspective. John, I'd love to hear yours on it. So as you know, Eddie, I moved to Oregon the end of my junior year. I basically I flew out to Portland and I was like, all right, I got to find somewhere to live. I found three high schools in the Beaverton area. Because basically when we were looking at the state of Oregon, it was like Beaverton was like the safest place, essentially. That was within, you know, fair, fair amount of city. Because I did not want to live in the boonies. I was like, I come from that. I don't want to live in it. I, I don't want to live there anymore. So basically it came down to Southridge because all the other schools wouldn't let me graduate. I was looking at like, uh, what's it, Westview, which is massive. That was scary big. And Beaverton, which a bunch of douchebags I would later on learn. Uh, it ended up Aloha too, wasn't it? Is that what oh you yeah, I, I I pulled up to Aloha dude, and there was a guy with a couple tattoos that were just I was just like I'm not I'm not going here, and it was like it growing up in Swords, you only have one option for high school, and you know it was like oh I have five six like that's crazy to me that was crazy insane, it, but um so I show up at Southridge and like meet a great bunch of great counselors super great teacher that me and John had a class with. Didn't know that at the time, but they're all just like, yeah, you can graduate. Like, we'll make it happen. Don't worry about it. Yada, yada, yada. Then they're like, do you play soccer? And I was like, yeah, I do. And they're like, you should come try out for the team. And they have hey, why, Hold on. Sorry. Why wouldn't they let you graduate? What was the deal? Uh, Something to do with my credits from Oklahoma weren't transferring over. Dude, I was, I could have graduated. If I had stayed in Oklahoma, I could have graduated in the winter taking all electives. Like and then I went to moving to, moving to hey, Oregon y'all. and then being like, even if you take summer classes, you can't graduate. Hold on, hold on. Hey, those West Coast schools are just built different. Aren't they, they? Dude, it was, bro. I was a 4.0 student. And when I left Southridge, I was like a 3-6, bro. School got real. Oh, dude. I got some great stories, but I, I want to try to keep this story about John. But moving forward, I got some great stories about why John's just that great of a friend. But yeah, so I went, started practicing. Uh, you know, at this time, Eddie, I think I've told you, I was playing for a really top tier club team in Oklahoma. I was traveling. I, I was a starter, bro. I came out here and I was convinced that the JVT on this Southridge team could won state 
in Oklahoma. These kids were fucking dumb good, dude. They were wearing cleats, Eddie, I hadn't even seen before. I was like, y'all got it like this with the Nike connection? And I remember some, like, freshman came up to me. He's like, my dad designed the material cleats. Oh. And I'm just like, bro, what am I doing here? But, yeah, ran into <laughs> ran into this guy that me and John know. We'll call him Peter because I don't like to throw out names like that. But John knows he was the goalkeeper. This dude was super nice to me, Eddie. But then I found out later this guy was the ultimate D-bag. He ended up quitting the team and transferring because he was such a piece of shit, apparently. Yeah, do you know what I'm talking about, John? And then I he introduced me to John. And if I remember right, John, you can tell me if I'm wrong. You didn't like me at very first because that was that guy introduced me. And we and he came off as my like you were like, oh, he must be friends with this guy type thing. So I'm like all oh, their buddies, like that's, yeah, that's, that is what it is. Like yeah, I this, kept my distance. And yeah. he, the, the thing is, is like he just thought he was like the shit. He thought he was gonna be like the starting goalkeeper. One of our buddies, Grant, actually, he just like outperformed him in everything and you know. solid work to him. But man, you know, he was just he was something else. And yeah. Yeah. But <laughs> <laughs> Eddie, as you know, I think I've told the story. I, I went to those practices, uh, came back, excuse me later, came back to go try out, didn't make the team. I was just not good enough or in shape enough uh, for Oregon. You standards. weren't good enough, though. You should have made the uh, team. I'm going to be honest. Yeah, I'm going to be honest. Right. You it's water under the bridge. Dude, did, you guys had to run like a it six four, You had to run a six minute mile, though, to be on varsity to start. Yeah, it was a, yeah, it was a two was mile, 12 minute. <laughs> I was not running that, bro. No one else that, was either, though. Okay, but, oh, God, but the man. head coach was like, oh, you run like a, a 6.45 mile? Get out of here. I thought 6.45 was good in high school, but it was trash. I think it was gone. Bro, the fastest mile I've ever run is like 6.40, I think. And I was one of those yeah. sophomore in high school. And you're hauling at 6.40. You're sprinting. Yeah, bro, bro. I was 6.4. I was rolling. Uh, there's no way. Like, you want us to run a sub six? Yeah, what like, mean? what? Well, and like, I went with guys that were going to like JUCO to then not play soccer anymore to guys that were going like D to D1 schools. When one, one guy, he went to Air Force Academy. Now he flies uh, C 130s. Super nice guy. Long story, but yeah, long story short, different program. Put me on a different path. I'm like, ah, oh, shit. I have no clue what to do. I have no friends. First day of school, Eddie, I'm the, lo- the transfer senior. I'm sitting. I couldn't even find a table to sit at, bro. And I'm sitting at this, like, bench, standing bench thing, eating my food, have my headphones in. I'm like, it's going to be a long year. And somebody, John grabs my shoulder, and he's like, bro, you're sitting with me. And it, it literally, day one, since then, I, I sat with him every single day of school. I don't even think we had the same lunch period, but this dude was there nonetheless. And uh, then we found out we had the same class together. Or were you in that class with uh, Trout? Yeah, or yeah, with, uh, with Pointer and uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, dude, yeah, bro. And like, so we were in this like same class together, and it was like it was a class for kids that like needed extra help academically. And uh, I, I mean, like, I couldn't have got through high school without John in that class because we were like a lo- little family. Because basically, it was just one of those things where everybody that was in that class just stayed in that class almost all day. Like your teachers would just be like. Oh, oh, you can just stay in there and do the homework type thing. So it, it was really cool. out in there, dude. It was dude, sweet. <laughs> I, I'll never forget, bro. I'd never skipped class before. And it was like towards the end of my senior year. 
And my teacher was like, I'm literally going to fail you if you don't skip class with John right now. And he took me to go get Dutch Bros. Oh, dude, you're the one that got me hooked on Dutch Bros. All my friends know I love Dutch Bros. This is the guy that did it. You know that expanded out uh, eastward, too. I guess there's one over in, like, Tennessee. Bro, I got one in my hometown. Yeah, they're putting one close to me now, too, so it's lit. I, I mean, I wasn't always like – I can't really drink it anymore. But, yeah, I, Bryce was addicted, man. Dude, he he told a couple of stories. Like, that was his, like – was it every Monday or something like that, Bryce? He'd roll up to – My the- ritual – so, when I was working equipment, I was so fucking tired. I got one every Wednesday and Sunday. Dude, that's and that's what, what literally got me through the week, bro. Dude, that I was not a school. It was every morning, every night. Dang. Yeah, bro. Yeah. Bro. Man. Bro. John, you got him hooked. That's, no, no, that's you understand. That's what I'm saying. I think I was the bad influence. No, no, no. Good influence. My mom's hooked. <laughs> this one now every single day. It's it's bad. Uh, you don't understand, Eddie. This man would pull up to the Dutch Bros. And, like, the thing about Dutch Bros, at least back then, before it got big time now, it was a whole bunch of, like, girls that went to PCC, a bunch of 20-year-olds, 21-year-olds that were bartenders. These girls knew John by name. Man, when I – what I call John, like the nickname I have for him is John Miller Killer. And you can refer it to sports, but I've always referred it to with the ladies. Because we were full of the Dutch Bros, Eddie. No. We, wouldn't, we wouldn't pay for nothing, dude. I mean, these girls were like, oh, my God, John. It's so good to see you again. Like, I shit you not, man. He, for the third oh, time today. Yeah, I was going to say, I better hope so if you showed up at, at twice a day. But I was just like, oh, my gosh, this dude's. The, he's that guy he's that guy but yeah uh that was kind of like our early on friendship we hung out a lot you know i was there was a part time there was a time when i was living in oregon by myself in high school and john's family was always having me over for dinner and we were we were just doing all types of fun stuff so you know he he really took on like a family role for me especially when mine was so far away so yeah that was that was just an awesome time sorry i've talked so much john Go ahead. Oh, dude, yeah. it's great. It's it's good, like, reminiscing on that stuff, too, because uh, a lot of it you don't really think of on the day-to-day. And, like, being able to look back and, and kind of reflect on how, how it was back in high school. I mean, not to live out those days or anything, but just to just to kind of see what, what another perspective was like going through it. So, no, yeah. I had some kick-ass times with you, and, and we really lived it up back in the day. So Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, moving forward. You know, we graduate, John. Uh, also, shout out to John and the guys in the class because if you guys don't know, I had to graduate earlier for basic training, and my mom had to come get some of my school stuff. And John and the kids in that class, they like helped get all that stuff for her and made it like super easy. So I don't know if I ever thank you for that. I don't know. It's been, it's been a while, but I, wow. you know, again, <laughs> before I even met you, Eddie, or knew you guys, you know, John was like the first guy when I got back, got to Oregon. I saw you that first week I got back to Oregon. We went to the duck game because your parents were tailgating. We had that picture. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, bro. Dude, that was when we got, the first day. Oh, we got, man. We're going to we're gonna have to use that as the uh, Instagram post, dude. Yeah, dude. We, oh, and John man. Me and John had a lot of pictures. That's a throwback. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, I'm, I'm curious. You know, me and Eddie, we obviously went to college after uh, high school. But you took a bit of a different route. Let's let's hear about that, man. And your yeah, I mean, from- um, upbringing. I mean, school is definitely you know hammered into you. I mean, I had an older brother that was like in scholastics. He or like in in school, he was just 
straight A student. And my other brother finally got it when he hit college. And I was, I was like, you know what, like, that's what, that's what's going to happen to me too. So I apply to these schools um, and I get into a, like a couple, but I'm like, I don't really like the feel of it wasn't, wasn't for me. So I ended up going the route of PCC, uh, the community college out here in Portland. And um, just, I, I did two, three years there and uh, ended up, you know, I'm almost finished with my associates and I end up just stopping because I got so into like my work. I got into uh, like an amazing relationship that, you know, got me to where I am today. I don't think I'd be as successful as I am without the person that I'm with. And um, yeah, I, I, I just, I, I was kind of more money driven than I was like getting through school and kind of advancing through the ranks. You know, they tell you that you need five years of experience, right? When you get out of college and it's like, well, I just got out of college, dude. Like, what do you mean I need five years of experience in this position to get this job? Um, so I went that route and uh, now I'm working as a regional director for a up and coming, you know, French uh, bistro to three, like all this stuff. So um, I kind of going that route, it didn't seem like it failed me, but, you know, I do look back and, and kind of reflect and say, you know, if I did go to college, like how would my life be? I definitely wouldn't be where I'm at right now, but um, yeah, you can't think about the what ifs. You got to just keep, you know, looking forward and, and back the decisions that you made. And right now I feel like I did make the right decision, you know, not continuing with school. Cause I never, it, that was never something I was good at. I was always the talker in class. I was like trying to be the class clown. I was the, you know, that, that person that wanted to like make everybody else laugh um, and, and enjoy the time that they had. So, um, you know, it kind of translates now to the, to the real world where I'm working because you know, every day doesn't feel like we're going to work. It feels like, you know, oh, we're, we're going like, not that we don't get work done, but you know, it's a, uh, it's a good time. So I, yeah, that's kind of, that's kind of how <laughs> that college, college feel uh, went. I was laughing extra hard though. Cause we've talked about that, but the episode that we dropped yesterday was on college work-life balance. And we discussed that. Oh, in that really? ep- yeah. We discussed it in that episode with one of our other friends from college. Well, like, Bro, we went to college and now we're in debt. It's like, yeah, you need a master's to do this. It's like, bro, you don't like, yeah, that whole thing basically is like, you got to be kidding me. I just finished this shit for what? Well, yeah. And and I could speak on, I feel like a little bit, John, of your journey because I I was there talking to you a lot about a lot of it. And I, and I know, I, I think you're glossing over how, how smooth it went because I know there was a lot of times you're like, I don't know, man, like, I, am I making the right choice? And I always respected that when it came down to it, you really stuck to your decisions, you know, cause there's a lot of times you're like, should I go to U of O? Should I not? Should I apply? Yada, yada, yada. Should I be down at Eugene? But the business opportunities in Beaverton slash Portland. And then I know there were some doubters, you know, I don't want to name anybody specific. There's some doubters who are like, you're making the wrong decision. And you were like, no, I'm not. And then it was like, next thing you know, John's, you, correct me if I'm wrong, you started working at, I think it was like Big Al's, and then you started as a server, or did you automatically start as a bartender? Yeah, server, and then uh, yeah. worked my way up, actually, into like yeah. an admin, almost like an accounting role. So yeah. I got that side of the business down, too, without even having to go to college for it. So that yeah. was 
Yeah. And then, so funny story about that, Eddie, one time, well, it ended sadly, but one time I, I drove up there to go see John and I, and you were busy with something, you were working, but I go into Big Al's and I'm like looking around and I couldn't find you. And so I was talking to somebody and I was like, yeah, I'm looking for my buddy, John. And they're like, you're John Miller's friend. And then they fucking stopped exactly what they're doing. And they went and found you and like brought you straight to this. Like, if you need anything, just ask me. Like, we do anything for John's <laughs> friend. And then John, John was like, oh, yeah, I don't get off till midnight. I was like, ah, cool. I'm not doing anything. And then it hits like 1145. And I'm like, bro, I have to be back at work tomorrow at like 6 a.m. I, I have to leave. I got called back on an off day. Dude, we weren't supposed to be in. And I was like, this is devastating. But yeah, I just thought, I was like, yeah, John Miller, he's that guy. Like, he's the type of, you know, everybody loves. And then, you know, next thing you know, you're in the position you are now. And it's crazy enough, like, I'm getting a degree in advanced leadership and management. And I'll probably be competing with John for a similar role probably once I get done. You know, I, I think it's so funny. And, and two, it's like out of our friend group that went to call it that, you know, you don't have this large amount of debt that we do. You know what I mean? Like you're able to save, you're able to live life. You know, it's like noticeably different, Eddie. I don't know if you know uh, my second year when you guys weren't around as much, you know, I couldn't go anywhere. I couldn't afford to go anywhere for spring break. So John clutch came through with the Xbox. We played rainbow six siege to bro, bro, Eddie, this is uh... disgusting. But like, I, I, you know, I've made some really poor choices when it comes to like my health. And Especially those, with me, you heard him earlier. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Me and John, we, we like to have fun. But before that, I thought it was a good idea to go on Amazon and order an eighty-pack of gigantic pixie sticks, bro. Like the super like long ones. one. I, I think you sent photos of that back in the day. Yeah. yeah. So, so like, it, I bought that, and then John was like, "Oh, I'm coming down for the weekend," so I bought an air mattress because I was like, "Gotta take care of my boy." So that's all I got for spring break, and so we. Fucking bro, we he we brought his Xbox. Soccer, yeah, we played soccer. Siege, uh, Madden, the new like what was it? Madden Here. eighteen oh, just bro. came out. Bro. Like and then uh, oh my god, we played soccer, but every single night I think we ordered Domino's. Every bro, it was disgusting. Night. What, like my roommates were all gone, dude. So we just Those took over, days. dude. We fucking would wake up at like nine a.m., play Siege to like five o'clock, go to the rec fields play soccer from like six o'clock to eight o'clock, go back and then play siege or, or Madden. I don't even remember till like maybe like 4 a.m. And the whole time <laughs> we are down. Bro, we finished off the entire 80 pack of the whole week. It was disgusting. John, hey, there were a couple of Dutch runs in there. There's a couple of Dutch worry. runs. Yeah. You know? uh, couple of just to make it worse, right? Just yeah, like, absolutely. We had, we had like five or six of the two liter cherry Coke. Oh and then we day. just had like two medium pizzas a day, bro. It was absolutely filthy, bro. It was at, and it was so bad, dude. We ended, I ended up, I can't remember if me or you, John. We ended up breaking the air matches because we got so mad at a game of siege. We would just, <laughs> we would like stab the air matches to beat the shit out of it. We threw it down the stairs. We would stomp that bitch, we would, bro. Bro, you don't understand, dude. I, I prestiged in a week in that game, Eddie. It was. Is that hard? I've never played yeah. Rainbow Six, so I don't know. Oh, bro, bro, uh, it's bro. very technical. Very. Yeah, technical. I mean, my brother plays yeah. it, so I've seen him. I've jumped in every now and then, but like, I've never really like genuinely played it. I mean, 
compared to some of our other friends, they would say that it's easy and that we're just fucking clowning around and seeing us play. <laughs> but yeah, we're just a bunch of bots. But like, no, dude, like it is tough. But yeah, we wanted to eat that thing out of the window. <laughs> bro, bro, we that, that was one was, hell of a spring break. Uh, that was one of my favorite spring breaks for sure, dude. That was a lot but, of fun. I mean, me and John just have several good times. I remember one time in high school, bro, uh, in this same class, there's a lot of emotion. You know, it's like a family, but with that comes like a lot of emotions. And I remember one time, one, two people got in a fight and they started throwing things at each other. And our teacher was in the classroom and someone threw some scissors. And I just remember ducking to the ground and hiding under a table and seeing John and us just kind of laughing about the situation. And then a stapler got thrown and it like bounced off the table we were under. And we were like, oh shit, this is kind of real. <laughs> it's just shit like that, man. Just all the fucking time we were, we were doing like funny stuff like that or experiencing funny stuff like that. Dude, you, oh, and I remember one of my biggest worries in college, like all time was when you came down the weekend I almost got evicted. This is all in the same weekend. You came down to come play Friday football with us. And in my mind, I'm like, oh, shit. What do I do if my buddy John does not mix with these guys? And you fit, dude, you have no idea how happy he was when you fit in like a glove. And I was like, could John play football? I know his brothers did, but I've never seen you play. Yeah, I know soccer's more your thing. Dude, you caught like three touchdowns. I was like, I'm going to get kicked off this fucking tee, bro. They're going to take over me. <laughs> Dude, I remember that. Eddie, do you remember hey, that? I was I, I was didn't dime, I didn't Eddie remember that dime. being the first time I met him, but like I do remember him being there. I actually low-key kind of forgot he was at that party. Was he was there, right? You were there. Yeah, he was yeah. there. Okay, he yeah, dude, that was crazy. Hey, we talk about that shit all the time because yeah. that weekend was amazing. That was like when you get when like when you think about like what is the perfect like college weekend. I think for all of us, it was literally, we got out of classes, we played football, we drank, and then what was the party? Saturday night? Saturday night. Yeah, no, it was a Friday night. night. It was a Friday night? It must have been a Friday night. I thought it was yeah. Saturday. I thought uh, it was, oh. Because we played again the next day. and I Oh, you're right. Was it was Saturday. So I think it was it Friday, night. Okay. Yeah. Friday night. Yeah. So we played football, and we had a big party. And for those that don't know, I think it was <sighs> college part two or one that we talked about yeah we talked about a college part two like we're a third episode ever this was an epic party and we almost got bryce evicted and kicked out um but yeah no hey honestly bryce i don't know why you were worried like yeah he fit i just in. it was perfect man you know what I mean? when you're just bringing a new skip friend a over, you, you don't you never yeah, know and yeah. it's like oh what if, well okay perfect example was you know you caught this one pass over the middle and dustin lowered his shoulder shoulder and like truck the fuck out of you and it, and i was like oh shit like i'm gonna have to fight this guy because he just hit my dude john miller and i remember uh jared and some other bums like we're like what the fuck Dustin? and i was like let's go they've accepted it into the group like we're ready to fight this guy because <laughs> yeah and i was just like oh god john just oh man i was i don't know i get nervous about friends meeting friends as we talked about i have some issues about letting people in and combining groups and stuff like that but every time you came down john i mean you just slid right in and everybody that met you loved you and it was like damn if only john lived in eugene like we've we might actually win some intramural soccer games in this month. no dude i appreciated the hospitality you guys were always so nice and i always have the most late weekends whenever i was partying with you guys 
I mean, even even like some of the like frat parties that we would go to too. I know that was that even the ones that we didn't get into, and we were just fucking. <laughs> hey, we're we're mobbing the streets. We were right? fucking busting it, dude. It was fun. But moving forward, one last thing I want to ask you, John. Correct me if I'm wrong. I know we talk about this every time I bring it up, but I'm pretty sure you met your girlfriend slash partner while hanging out with me. I know it was through, she was friends with a mutual friend, and I can't remember exactly if you met her through me or if you met her, like, in the group, how that worked out. Super funny story, actually. So, I meet, uh, you texted me when I was actually seeing someone else, and you were like, oh, do you know who this person is? You actually sent me a picture of her friend, of Maddie's friend. And I was yeah. like, I don't know who the fuck that is. Like, what do you mean? Like, I don't work with, I don't work with her. Like, but I'll, I'll, I'll probably see her at work at some point. And then um, I finally, like, I told Maddie about it, probably a year, year into dating or something like that. And we go back and we're like, wait, no, that's your friend. I like, I remember Bryce telling me about it. And dude, I had the biggest laugh after that because like we were friends with her for a little bit and yeah. It was, <laughs> but no, I didn't meet her down there. Uh, actually, I met her at work um, over at Big Al's and together almost five years coming up in October. So, yeah, you, you, you had a part, you had, you had a part of it though. You had a part of it. <laughs> so I took his whole friend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, I knew, I knew exactly who she was because I was like, oh. She, well, she's I know she came her. down to party with you guys. I knew yeah, that. we agree. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You yeah. party with each of us individually. We just, I know. I, but the thing is, is that you knew I would throw down because we almost got evicted. Or you almost got evicted out of your place. Oh, I don't think yeah. she's ever done that. So. Oh, I'm just yeah. It's <laughs> all right. Eddie's couch wasn't looking too bad after that. That was the Hey, I offered. I told you. I, know you did. <laughs> I was like, but, bro, yeah. you can sleep on our like, couch. It's not a big well, deal. Yep. <laughs> For a year, <laughs> but for a year, but, yeah, really. <laughs> but yeah, moving moving forward as we want to progress. John, I know you mentioned your job, but do you want to talk a little bit more about that? And explain exactly what you do. Yeah, I mean, um, so I'm a regional director, like I said, um, which entails, you know, I'm part of the upper management group over at um, La Provence with Petit Provence. We have nine different locations. Um, and I would basically hop to each one of the stores to make sure uh, everything's in place, uh, stuff, I mean, uh, the, um, everything's getting abided by, like uh, all the bars are set up correctly, all the restaurants are set up in certain ways that uh, are making them successful, also alleviating some of the stresses off of our GMs that um, they go through, so that's kind of what I'm doing right now. And uh, I'm actually in a role that I have my own store that I'm taking care of because uh, we're actually looking for uh, new GMs. And it has me interning over at uh, Aranko Station over in Hillsboro, um, which is, it's, it's pretty cool. Um, I love the crew over there. They're great. Um, and I get to work with them every day. Uh, it gains me some more experience. And, um, you know, we have a good time at work uh but yeah no i um i've been really enjoying it and moving forward into like business and marketing uh it's definitely got me more into a, a position to kind of move forward and um hopefully stay with the company as long as i can i think uh it's a 
it's a good company to work for, especially expanding through the pandemic. I mean, you don't really hear about that. Um, two different stores that they're building. So, um, and have been successful and are continuing to be successful. So um, sticking to it for the long run, I'm going to see where it goes. And um, yeah, it's, it's been a great experience so far. I've been there for about almost four years. Yeah. Nice. I, I like to I like to highlight that because Eddie, I mean, tell me if I'm wrong, but out of our friend group, you know, a lot of people that went the college route, even the masters route, are not this far along yet per se their career in a upper management role. Yeah, I mean, no, most I was, of us are still at the bottom. Yeah, yeah, I was gonna also talk about too, even like, and we've talked about it before. We talked about an education episode. And I think a few others. Like, I think we need to get back to a point where like. What you did, John, is absolutely fine. You know what I mean? Like, there shouldn't be a massive pressure for you to absolutely go to college. Like, if you feel like this ain't it, then go do something else. Like, it's not a – it shouldn't be as big of a deal as it is. You know what I mean? It should be as easy as, hey, this isn't working out for me. I'm going to go do this. I'm like, look where you are now. Like, that's stuff that can happen. Yeah, totally. No, and and there is a lot of pressure on going to college, you know, um, uh with with getting your degree i think it's great you know if you're if you're specializing in something i think that's something that you absolutely go for you know that's stuff that you need college for and further ed- educating yourself on it but you know if you're not knowing what you want to do you know get into the workforce start going into things that you know um kind of th- that drive you in that direction of you know finding out what you want to do in the future so that's kind of that's the route that i took and uh, so far it hasn't been too bad i mean i'm sure i'll hit some bumps in the road like everybody but yeah, yeah. so far it's been it's been a great experience yeah. thank you well, yeah appreciate that yeah yeah i mean don't let john undersell it this man was going through the ring with certain people about the decisions he was making and i i hope i was a good friend and try being as supportive as i could from the you know, two-hour drive away because i mean i had nothing but faith in you man that you were Whatever you did, it was gonna work out. Cause you know what I mean. Just that type of individual. It's like you're you'd always been out. you'd always been there for me too. So I I always appreciated that you were you were always calling. You were always making sure everything was good. I mean it, it worked vice versa too. You know yeah, with dude. your schooling, and you you had questions. You're like I don't, like I don't know like if this is what I want to get into. I don't know if I want to switch degree. I don't want to do this and. It was always like, you know, do whatever you're going to be most happy with. And you moved out here for a reason. So, yeah, um, yeah, uh, we always had each other's back and it's always how it's going to be. So I, I, before we uh, get to the second part of, per se, this episode, I want to share one bone moment with John. And John, if you have any <laughs> moments you want to share, but I have one. Wait, specific- mind if I just, it, oh, while we're still on the topic, I would say that's yeah. also one of the highlights too, because like there should be like, if people start, I don't know, it's just kind of a weird thing where it's like, obviously the society has shifted from like, Oh, you can just go right into the workforce to now nah, you got to go to college. Like we got to, you know what I mean? Like, uh, that's kind of why I highlighted because like, yeah, obviously it wasn't completely smooth. Right. But like, it shouldn't be that big of a deal. Basically. It really, no, I, I think so too. It, it really shouldn't. Um, and, and there's so much pressure on going to college. I mean, especially from the last generation. I mean, that's, that's how my parents were. My parents were like, you know, and I was also getting a little bit of funding from oh, a good amount of funding from my grandparents and my parents putting in for my college fund, which I was super fortunate for. I mean, that was something that, I mean, not a lot of other people have. And um, I took a different route because I just, uh, and some people might look at it and say, wow, like, I can't believe you didn't take that. But at the same time, it's, it was my decision at the end of the day. And there was a lot of pressure for me to go to school. 
And for those people that are listening, you know, you, you don't have to take that route. You don't yeah. like it's, it, you'll be successful no matter what you do is, I mean, you put your mind to it. You're a hard worker. You're going to get through it. Yeah, no, absolutely. And the other thing I was going to say too, that kind of just hit me. I think when I first met you, cause I had to think about it for a bit. I think after that, I was like, Oh yeah, right. So like, is John going to be around more often? And like, Oh, he <laughs> yeah. actually lives in like Portland. And I was like, wait, what? <laughs> I was so confused. I think uh, I remember yeah, thinking yeah. that I asked you that. I was like, oh, okay, well, that sucks. Yeah, but that core group was part of the reason why I wanted to move down there and just to go to Lane. I mean, like just go to community college. That's right. I remember that. Because I, yeah. just, I wanted to I, I just wanted to be able to hang out with you guys and um like enjoy that experience. But again, you know, you you, you can't look back on those things and we're at we are where we're at now and like we were able to create those experiences. So I mean, I think at the end of the day, if you were really to ask people in that group, you could definitely consider yourself a bum. If anybody, you know, I think me and Eddie will vouch for uh, you, Jared about vouch for you. Know, there's some guys that I, got the I, don't think they, I don't think they think about it, but they think back to that night at the party. And I know for a fact there's some videos out there of you, uh, uh, some antics, we'll just call it, going on with you and some other friends of ours. And it's like, you know, I, you're, you're certified. We'll just say that. You know, plus that time uh, you, you and Daniel uh, went and had some fun. No, I can't say it because I don't want to get anyone in trouble. But, you know, remember when you borrowed my car and we borrowed Daniel's car and, you know, you know had some good times. Uh, yeah, yeah. Geez. I had to talk about that one off camera, but good time. Yeah, you're certified. Don't worry about it, man. Uh, But moving mm. forward into the bum moment, <laughs> I think at this moment when I think of John, just because I'm a bum, you know, dude, I, man, where do I even start? Well, I'll say one. So I hate to say it. I was, like I said, Eddie, I was super broke. John's the homie. When we were doing the spring break thing, he bought the majority of the, the cherry Coke and the pizzas, bro. He was, I was going to starve for a week. That was my plan. You know, he was, he came through clutch. That's like one bow moment with John. Then there was a time, like I already mentioned, I showed up to go hang out with them. I was there. I saw him for like 15 minutes, and then I had to go back to work and be there at like 6 a.m. It was just insult to injury because I didn't leave till like midnight, and I didn't get back till like two, and then I had to be up at six. And then another bum moment. I personally think is last time I saw you, dude. You picked me up from the bars at like three in the morning, and you drove me to the airport in Portland, bro. I felt so bad, dude. We were struggling. We were. That was a struggle ride. My favorite part about that, though, was that you went out in Portland with a bunch of friends and you had that experience that we had over at a fucking sanctuary. Crazy ass bar or whatever, whatever it is you call it. I mean, you can only find that in Portland, which is another reason why it's so badass. Wait, you were and there then, for that? That's yeah, dude. Oh, he was there with God. Uh, yeah, he yeah, told me about that. We'll, we'll he, talk about that off camera. Yeah, yeah. We'll, he we'll told me about that when he, when we were in Missouri together. <laughs> oh my, oh God. my God, dude! <laughs> I'd never experienced anything like that either. But like that was that was off the charts. That was something I'd never experienced. But that was that was a lot of fun uh, that night. And I just remember going back at it, and I was supposed to actually go to the game. Um, or what something was up yeah didn't you get called into work didn't you get called yeah i got called into work that's right so i ended up working and i was like dude i'm gonna be there no matter what 
and I just remember like you guys were having a lit ass time at the bar and I was like I hate to take you away dude but your flight's coming up we got to get back to Portland I I barely made that flight too bro my flight left at like it started boarding at like 5 30 or something like that and I got to the airport at what like maybe 4 50 something like that it was crazy bro that was a crazy night Eddie and some other shit went down and so we couldn't leave efficiently because you had to help another friend out with the situation. And then some sure. friends were mad at us given the situation, some other situations or mad at me, I should say. It was just, it was a shit show. And we we're just driving back and me and Johnny at one point, we just have nothing left to talk about. We're just like, I love speaking gibberish. We were just both us. so tired. We definitely hit a, a Dutch run before we left though. So. Oh, dude, we barely uh, made that, that bathroom, girl. Yeah. <laughs> Man, we, that was a good time. Uh, but moving to really what we want to talk about this episode, John, you want to drop to the audience your big news. Yeah, so um, some pretty big news that happened back in January. Um, I am an expectant father here in about two weeks. Uh, the due date is September 20th. We're having a, a baby girl. We got names all picked out and everything. I'll, I'll share if, if wanted, but um, maybe maybe a little later on we'll we'll keep that for the end yeah well I, I i don't even know really approach this yeah we've done an episode on kids john you commented on it well you're like it was funny it was super funny too because you know you were talking about it and you were like i'm i'm so fucking frightened of kids or like i'm scared of kids you said some shit like that and it was super funny because you were just going in on how like you don't want kids this this and this i was like Bryce, this is like, this is me coming from an expectant dad. Like, I think it'd be sweet to like be on a podcast and talk about how like having kids, like, and and like going through this experience now that I've had. I'm not trying to change your mind about it at all by any means necessary, but at the same time, it is a joyful experience. This whole this whole thing that we've been through these last nine months, and um, yeah, I I couldn't have asked. I, couldn't have asked for someone better and a partner than who I'm with and you know we've just been I've been trying to be there for her as much as I can aside from work and um she's she's kicking ass dude like she's just having like the best experience possible not always gonna go like that she had maybe one contraction that happened yesterday which was super exciting I was like timing it too I was super anxious I was like is it gonna happen today but um, no, it's just been, it's been the most amazing experience possible. And um, I think it was just funny to kind of hear Bryce's uh, antics on it and kind of get his. Uh, Dude, uh, uh, what his was it? You're it. technically a pedophile. I, I have a phobia of small children. Yeah, but I was able to oh, look it up and it was like. Pedophile. Yeah, bro, it literally is so close to being pedophile. Yeah, it's, it's, I don't know. I don't know what to say about it, man. I won't have you near my kid then. All right. You know, it's funny because I've been around. Okay, so I have another friend that recently had a child and I met their child for the first time. And I was there for like five minutes and I was like, okay, I'm going to leave. Like, I really. No way. It wasn't like a bad thing per se, because I didn't want to... Pedophobia. Pedophobia. It wasn't necessarily a bad thing, John, because the mom was trying to sleep, and I was just driving through anyways. But yeah, it it just... Even my friend's kids, it just makes me uncomfortable. I don't know. 
just freaks uh, me out. Is this a bad time to tell you that Maddie and I were talking about uh, letting you be the godfather? Uh, <laughs> I'm uh, just kidding, dude. I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, I know how I know how good you are with kids. That's why. Oh <laughs> yeah, so. Hey, good. I'm my I'm my little cousin's godfather, man. It's good. I don't know. Oh, I guess yeah. it's coming from someone that doesn't have the same fear. So. Yeah. No, and and it's such a cool feeling. I mean, I'm not necessarily a godfather, but we, my both my brothers just had kids in the last year, so like being able to watch them all grow up together with cousins around the same area, that is going to be the coolest thing for them growing up. Yeah, that's awesome. Close with family, we're all going to be close. So absolutely, yeah, it's pretty sweet. Yeah. Uh, um, remind me, are your brothers' kids? Are they boys or girls? Uh, I have one niece and one nephew. So, oh, that's perfect. Um, and there'll be two girls in the family and a uh, baby boy cousin. So we'll see when the next one's going to happen. I haven't heard any news <laughs> yet, but um, yeah, I know Maddie and I will probably wait for a little bit, but. <laughs> so, so, I, so as you know, your prospective parent or soon to be parent, I don't know what the, I have a bunch of questions. One, do you guys think you want to try to pop them all at once keep it within maybe a couple of your time span what number are you looking at like what's your thoughts on that for sure no we definitely talked about it um we i think max that we would want to have is two i mean especially growing up with siblings like being close that was one thing that we were super adamant about um and then the other thing too was i was she was like i only want two that like this this and this i was like I'm just trying to plant the seed in her head. I was like, just let's let's just get two of them done. Let's get them out of the way, you know. Yeah. Irish twins. Let's do it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But <laughs> but no, I think uh, we're we're probably gonna be waiting for a little bit. We want to be able to give her uh, the you know the the best life possible. Be able to support her and making sure that she has everything that she needs. And um, I want to give Maddie even you know everything that she needs because. You know, and she, we, we're going through this together. This is something that we, we know is going to be, uh, once once I'm a dad, there's, you know, you're not going back from that. You're always going to be a dad. So, yep. um, yeah, we're, we're, I'm super fortunate to be, to be with someone that is, uh, that is so supportive of it. And, you know, it, it was crazy about that experience too, because she, she texts me at work and says, I, I just have, I have something to tell you, like when you get home. And I was like, what, like, what's going on? She's like, I'll, I'll tell you when you get home. I was like, that's never good. <laughs> that isn't something you want to hear, especially at work when I'm just like thinking about it all day. So I'm like, no, like I, I FaceTime her, I'm calling her. And um, she's like, really? You really want to know right now? I was <laughs> like, yes. Like, can you tell me? Like, things, something's happening. And she tells me that she's pregnant. And I had the biggest fucking smile on my face. I was so fucking happy. Sorry, I don't know if like profanity. I know I've talked oh, yeah. a little bit before, but uh, no, I was so ecstatic about hearing that she was and um, to the T. Like we knew exactly the day, um, <laughs> so it was a uh, it was it was a little unexpected, but at the same time, it was it, it's a miracle. So I'm grateful did for you, it. Did you guys do a gender reveal party or like something extravagant? You know what's funny is we thought we were going to do something like that, but we didn't. Um, we, but we did do like a gender reveal for us. So we did a reaction video and we got a balloon. We had Maddie's uh, stepmom go pick us up a balloon. 
she had the gender like written down from the doctor and uh, we got this balloon and I, I was going to pick it up and I'm looking through the balloon and I'm like, oh, I think I see blue. Like, I, I'm pretty sure that's a, a, oh, we're having a boy. Let's fucking go. Like, I'm super stoked. And then we popped it and it was a girl. And I just like, I was, I was filled with more joy seeing the pink than I did seeing the blue, like the, the like tint of blue, maybe because it was black and like it was the, the pink was reflecting of some sort. But um, yeah, I was, I was so thrilled that we were having a girl, I, I, like a girl dad for life. Like, I, I hope we have two girls. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, dude. Awesome. In, a, in an on serious question here has the dad strength kicked in or not yet mm. Mm. honestly okay so here's the thing i i think the dad jokes have for sure oh, um maddie maddie's pretty th- like she's stoked about the the dad joke we're, we're both pretty adamant about that humor but no i think the the strength kind of like it's i'm a little bit more stern I think at work now and like through life, like I want to make sure that everything's like in place and making sure that like all the rules are abided by, you know, um, I'm, I'm rolling through the checklist. You're prepping, so. you're prepping. I see you. So That's let me ask you this, John, because yeah, you've always had your shit together, but I wouldn't say you've always been like a strickler for, for say rules. Do you think you're going to be like a oh, pretty my, strict my parent? What's that? You think you're gonna be a pretty strict parent, or do you um, think you're gonna be that dad that she's gonna give you the little little kid eyes? She's gonna look at you like dad, and then you're gonna you're like whatever. Uh, you want. I mean, she's gonna have she's gonna have me wrapped around her finger yeah. for sure. I'm gonna spoil the shit out of her. But again, I also think like there there needs to come a point in time for a little bit of discipline and making sure that she knows that you know, yes. As soon as you break that barrier for like, I, I was talking to someone the other day of like friends to like friend parent, like where you're buddy buddy with your kid to authority, but also having fun. Um, I think they need to look up at, at, to you as not necessary. I don't know. Like I hate, I hate saying this and like lack of a better term, but like not as equals because you do have the you have a little bit more wisdom you have that experience like you don't get that until you actually go through it like your parents are like oh like we know better than you we know this they're not not necessarily that phrasing but they're like oh we know this because of um the experience that we've gone through and you're like oh whatever like i'm gonna learn for myself and then you get to that point where you're like no i actually do I, i i know the things that i've been through i don't want you to go through those things and for me, I think the reason why I wasn't the the rule follower as much was because I have that personality of I want to be able to go through these things myself and experience these things to an extent so that I learn from them. I'm learning from my own mistakes instead of someone telling me how to live my life. Right. Well, and I think the thing about even your personality being like that, John, is you... Mm-hmm. You have very strong morals and values. You never per se cross the line of doing something super shitty. You know, I think, you know, and Eddie can attest, I don't really like people that I think are morally incorrect. I don't, I don't rock with them. And so, you know, I think even, I I guess what I'm bringing it back to is like, 
you and I know you and I specifically have met so many people, John, that it's like you see them in high school and even college and they are pieces of shit. And you're like, wow. Like, I hope to God, like, like, I think, I think seeing that is just an exterior motivator that you don't think about and, and I can't be like the ultimate friend parent, but I want to be a good parent because at the end of the day, I don't want to raise a child to be like per se this person, you know, because right. I think what you're saying is there's a bigger than not being a rule follower that it's just trying to test their own limits, but not cause harm or not be a piece of shit person versus the person that's just out of control and doesn't know when to quit. You know what I mean? Does that make totally. sense? I couldn't have said it better myself. That's, that is exactly where I wanted to get at. And you phrased it perfectly. Yeah. Yeah. So what do you think you're looking forward to the most and the least about having a child? What I'm looking forward to the most is, you know, we were talking about it a little bit earlier, is introducing, uh, I mean, uh, sports were a big part of my life and like being outdoors and adventuring and doing all that stuff. I think that is something that I'm the most excited for and seeing what she wants to get involved in and like her extracurricular, like what she is interested in. I, I, I'm excited to see that. Um, and then also, um, yeah, like the hiking part, I think is, is like a huge thing. Like I love that she's going to be growing up in the Pacific Northwest. We get to take her on those hikes, go fishing, you know, do, do all these things that I grew up doing and showing her the spots that I, that I went to when I was younger. Um, and shout out to James. Um, he's our head chef over at um, Arenko. He's our kitchen manager. Uh, he actually gave me one of those uh, the, like little backpacks that you can like carry them with. And it's like a super nice, like it's in like my favorite color. And I, I just couldn't be more thankful for it because I know she's going to have a great time just like backpacking with dad. But I think the, the, <laughs> I'm not necessarily scared for like the boys, like coming home and seeing who she picks out. Like, and if it's boy or girl, like I'm going to be accepted whoever she wants to be. Um, but I think the thing I'm most terrified for is not, not being ready enough. If that makes sense. I think that we have gotten to a point where we went through our prenatal classes. We took, you know, four weeks of them where we're learning about what uh, Maddie's going through and what the dad's going through and like what to expect after birth. And um, I think I learned a lot from that, you know, uh, but, you know, after like the, the toddler stage and like everything like that, you know, building a, a, and, and creating those uh, building blocks for, her to achieve and be a good human being I think not that I'm scared that I'm gonna mess it up but I want her to be able to have a good um a good upbringing and yeah I think that's what I'm most terrified for <laughs> Damn, bro, I, I, I feel like said, oh go ahead Bryce, right. I was I thought you were gonna say something like blowouts but Okay. Yeah, you went deeper than that. What? Nah, dude, I'll clean. I'll clean uh, up anything. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, all right, I got it. Exactly. Exactly. Oh, I was gonna say. I think it's like every parent. I mean, okay, a couple of things. A couple of things. Gotta rewind here. First off, obviously from the outside looking in, you know, for our audience, John and I know each other. You know, we consider each other friends, or at least I do. 
Um, and we've had plenty of interactions through college and stuff, but I haven't talked to you in a while. But from the outside looking in, even just this brief interaction, it sounds like you and your partner have prepared pretty well for this. I mean, I don't think anyone's ever, ever ready to do really anything, truly, especially have a kid. But like from the outside looking in, it seems like you got it covered. To be honest. No, I, I appreciate that. And absolutely, like the feeling is mutual. You know, the the even even just like, like the brief weekends and even like just hanging out with you guys, like with you and, and being able to get to know you as an individual. Uh, we've been able to kind of have that a little bit of a connection and understanding of who we are as people. And um, no, I, I I appreciate that and like respect that a lot that you that coming from you especially. So yeah, and I, I think part of that too comes from like I don't have a kid, right? I don't even have, I don't have, I'm not with anyone right now or anything like that. But like recent, I would say since I've been home and been around my parents a lot more, we've discussed it a lot about raising kids, having a kid, stuff that we've gone through, whether that's because I was in therapy or because I was in this positive or in the psychology. And I took a lot of developmental classes while in my undergrad and stuff like that. And just things going on. So like, I definitely have a decent idea. And I think everything that I've discussed with them, and that they like try to like impart wisdom to me is stuff you're saying right now. So like, that's why I'm also like, yeah, dude, it sounds, it's only got to cover. So, and like, even for uh, them too, like, I don't know if your parents ever told you, but like my parents were like, yeah, we're just trying to do our best, like do the best research and everything like that. And like, hope it works out well. So, I mean, that's the thing too, is like, there's only so many books you can read. There's only so many articles that you can go right. through videos, right. all that stuff. So um, you know, we're going to have to play by ear and kind of not play by ear, I guess, but, to a certain extent to where we're we're not necessarily fully prepared but who is kind of what you're saying yeah well, well and every kid's different i mean there's just no way to truly even if you did know exactly there's probably no way to truly prepare for your per se child and what Max? events are gonna come up for them or whatnot the last thing i want to ask you john uh what what perspectives have you noticed have already changed from what you thought before you had a kid to now like the first one uh the first one that like comes to mind is i have a friend who had a kid not too long ago and his thing was he has a dodge charger and he loves to drive fast like myself and since he got a kid he is now working on getting a safe vehicle that has good gas mileage and he's really working hard to drop his speeding habits he has now become a 65 mile per hour driver which kills me because me and him used to go really fast back in the day <laughs> like anything like know, that we, per se we had those experiences too but yeah i mean i think in terms of that i mean it was putting in terms of the, the car i'll get back to the question but like putting in the car seat was like in both of our cars you know um maddie even was like it's not secure enough it's not this it's not that you know making sure that everything is is tip top shape but when I put those car seats in, I, I like it hit me, it, like really hit me. And um, I was like, I need to make sure that everything is stationary. Everything is, uh, is good to go for her. And, uh, you know, not that I would miss on oil changes, but like oil changes are like done before the, you know, 5,000 mile mark or like the 3,000 mile mark, like making sure that the tires are rotated, making sure that this is like safe vehicle to drive in. So 
Um, yeah, I got a little bit of a lead foot too, but um, I think that will absolutely change as soon as, I mean, I haven't experienced it yet, but um, yeah, I think that will absolutely change. And yeah, just going back to the question with, a, you know, perspective and seeing those things, um, we spent probably a good two months getting her nursery together, uh, making sure that, you know, we live in a, a pretty decent size apartment. Um, we've kind of made it more like home where we hit that nesting stage where it's like, we want to make sure that everything's set up. So like bottle warmers already like sanitized, uh, all the bottles are sanitized, er like everything's ready to go. And, um, like everything looks like it, it and, and feels like home because before we had these like blank walls you know we were and we were okay with it like we had our office space and we had like these paintings up that were you know stuff that we painted over the years and we just hung up and there it was our office space extra bedroom that type of thing and now it's like we're taking care of our space that we have and making sure that you know we are mentally prepared for this as well and not I mean a, a cluttered home cluttered mind type deal um but no we're making sure that everything is is again just neat and um we're just fully prepared so I think that's more of a mindset and then also just with work too is making sure that um you know there's no there's no discussion of like there wouldn't be, but, you know, like potentially um, getting let go because of a, of a recession that ends up coming up, if that's something that does come up, um, you know, making sure that, uh, you know, we have, we have stability. And, um, you know, with Maddie, she just actually, is, this is her first week that she actually stepped away from work and is going to be finishing up school within the next year super excited for her she's going to be looking at some like um she's going to be looking at positions in, in her field and would love for her to be able to work from home I mean I hear that um uh you know daycare we don't want to send her to daycare you know it's just it's it's almost a waste of money to, to an extent because you know yeah we're both working for it but then we're both going to be ending up paying for it because it's just gonna it's gonna even out and it's like why why do that when one of us can work from home or stay at home while one of us is providing uh for the family so and while while they while they're doing the same too i mean the, being a stay-at-home parent god I, I i had a stay-at-home mom growing up and she put in a lot of work especially with three boys holy moly so yeah no, it's, I, I think the key thing I keep hearing what you're saying is, is what it comes down to is responsibility finally for someone other than yourself. Like, like your thought process automatically goes from, it used to be, oh, what is John Miller doing today to what is John and per se partner doing today to now what is my kid doing today, then per se my partner, then myself. And I think when your thought process changed to that, you would look at everything so much differently. Like a huge thing I've noticed, like I helped my buddy put a shelf together and I, every shelf I've always put together, I've thrown away the little plastic piece that you go to the wall that, you know, you, you nail to the wall. So if it does tip, yeah, I got my ass chewed out. He's like, 
He was like, hey, motherfucker, like, I need that. And I was like, oh, shit. Like, I didn't even, I was like, yeah, we got to start attaching stuff to the wall. So nothing could, you know what I mean? So, hey, let me tell you, facts. one of my good friends, their youngest kid who's a couple years younger than us, actually a lot, but anyways, he was climbing something and it fell. When he was oh, a kid, bro. no. But he, it, I mean, he wasn't hurt badly at all. He's got no, like a okay. small, tiny oh. scar on his forehead, no biggie. But still, like, yeah, you definitely got a for sure acre dude, shit. That has when he grows up. It's just a scar for later. Yeah, dude, it is. We always yeah. used to mess with him, call him Harry Potter because he's got like, the scar on the forehead. But <laughs> um, no, I, I actually had I had one comment and a question. So my question was, um, do you or like your partner Maddie feel like are you guys afraid at all for? having the kid and having them have some of your personality traits. Cause like, for example, like my uncle had twins late in life and I'm one of their godfathers. Right. And one of the twins, it bro, like is a carbon copy of him. I mean, just everything, all the bullshit, all that <laughs> stuff that he used to do. Like it, it's him. It's like, are you or Maddie like afraid for that? Like, Oh damn, it's going to be just like us. I'm afraid if she gets the dad jokes for me. <laughs> um, no, but, could be worse but, though but honestly I, I think um i'm not necessarily to me i'm more anxious i want to meet her right i think that's more of the thing that i'm i'm feeling um personality trait wise i think that maddie's gonna be a great mom she ha she has goals she's driven she makes sure that everything's done um and for myself, I mean, hardworking, I'm not trying to, you know, boast or do anything like nobody, like not trying to say anything like that, but like, yeah, like hardworking and making sure that people are taken care of and, and caring for others around. And I think she's going to grow up in a good home. I mean, if there's another me going around, I mean, watch out world for real, but like, no, I think, um, I think overall, uh, the two of us, I think we're, oh, I mean, again, you, you think like when you, when you're having a kid, like this, this is, this is someone that is going to change the world. This is someone that's, you know, going to be born into this and we're going to raise her right to, to make a change. And I mean, not the sole reason for it, but you know, like that's, that's something that obviously crosses your mind. Like how, what, what kind of human being is she going to be? And we're going to do the best in our ability to, to be able to raise the best person that she can be so uh yeah more anxiety over just meeting her yeah and seeing sure. kind of how those <clears throat> early stages go but um yeah like i said dude she's gonna be she's gonna have me wrapped around her finger i'm gonna be doing everything i possibly can for that girl yeah. and i'm excited the I'm other excited. thing i was gonna say was uh i think you're the first of my friends to have a kid because i've had a lot of friends like really? yeah i've had a lot of friends that have either gotten married or they're like with serious partners. So it's like only a matter of time before, I mean, and I'm not saying that you have to get married, but like, obviously they're in like serious relationships, right? Like getting to that age. But I, I think you're the first person I know that's having a kid. That's kind of uh, crazy. I, I'm honored. I'm honored. Honestly. Yeah. No, that, um, it's crazy. But that was, that was actually one point I wanted to bring up a little bit earlier. There's a short little brief. I know we're running out of time here, but um, yeah, that's another stigma too. That's kind of going against the grain um of of ideals um i don't think that that's necessarily something that people need to be worrying about like you're saying you don't need to get married um you don't need to be doing that you know 
as long as you're committed and you're having a good uh, a good connection between those two people, um, and and you you have those relationship things worked out, I think I think that's the most important thing. And trust and love and making sure that. I mean, it's coming eventually. We know that. I mean, we've been together for almost five years, and um, I guess it's more on on me than it is anything else. So, <laughs> to to get married, but uh, and, and just have that proposal. I'll both of you guys, but or you guys have talked yeah. about like having the kid. You know what I mean? Like, so you guys have already talked about a lot of that stuff. So it's not right. Like in the future, and we want her to be a part of the wedding. We want her to be a part of you know doing this stuff. So I mean, I think it's sure, just kind of cool to like raised and yeah exactly <laughs> maddie had something to tell you no uh, <laughs> yeah. live on the pod no man, i'm on the pod no better time that's a bum uh, move oh uh, that would be that would be <laughs> uh no but eventually you know that's something that we that we ended up talking about and um you know it's going to be a little bit longer during down the line i mean we wanted her to finish up school before we ended up planning out a wedding and getting engaged and all that stuff yeah not a problem absolutely yeah but But that's why yeah yeah. no i agree with you man that's what i was saying like serious relationships like at this point in life i think people are like thinking about right oh do i want to have a family my family unit kind of thing and that can mean many different things right so yeah, definitely. Right. I mean, right. look, I can attest, and I have friends that can attest. Like we, you know, I know plenty of people that are married and unhappy, and have been unhappy for years. Yeah, bro. You know what I mean? It's. <laughs> I think marriage in our generation, it, it's all about commitment. It's not person like marriage is just a, a practice <laughs> that assists in per se commitment, but people don't, you know, have to have people to get married get divorced anyway, so you know as long as you're committed that's what really matters i think the other thing too is the legal like unfortunately the legality of like being in a partnership unfortunately us i think has its rules that you have to kind of circumnavigate if you're not married yeah i I mean that's that's another thing too you know like we talked about last names and um i think i think it's almost i think it's i think it's time for me to, to kind of get that reveal going so um her her full name is going to be Leighton Olivia Miller, and we talked about last names and her last name being Brown. And we were like, you know, if if we ended up getting married and Leighton's name is uh, Brown, you know, think about going through those legalities and trying to like change her name and like how much tougher it's going to be as opposed to just having it this now. And yeah, you're going to have to deal with that. But, you know, like even through work, um, getting on insurance and everything like that, that luckily my my company provides, um, you know, I can document it as a domestic partnership and you can still have that. And she can she can have she can be um, on insurance because we're domestic partners, uh, technically, because we've been together for I think it's over I think it's over three years, three or four years. Is it three years? Oregon. And it's, oh, it's gotcha. State by years. state. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> so, um, yeah, I think, I think that's a, another thing that people just don't, don't take a look at. And um, we've looked into it a little bit, but, you know, I'm coming up on 26. I'm not even 26 yet. I'm still on my parents' insurance. I'm, I'm, I'm taking that all the way till I'm 26. Hey, bro, like, facts, facts. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. You know, but, yeah, you know, it's funny you say all this, John. And I think as we get to kind of our closing thoughts on the pod, you know, 
people wonder why you haven't been on the podcast yet, man. You're the least bum of the bums out here, man. You're in a committee. Look, look, out of our friend group, and I can only say this because I'm part of it, and I'm the, at the bottom of this tier right now. You're in a committed relationship. You are having a child. You have a high pay. You have a good job that pays money that you actually want to be there. Because we got friends that have jobs that they don't want to be there. I, I can tell you <laughs> off camera who exactly. Um, you know, you're in a great town where you want to be. We have so many friends that they don't like where they're at. They want to move, you know. And, you know, you're just, you know, you're very secure in what you're doing in the future. You know what I mean? Like you, you're very, you have it planned out as far as one can, you know. I I mean I don't I don't see how we can call you a bum at the moment. I mean, you, you know, hey, you certified me you. earlier. Yeah, I, you certified. I'm but, taking it to the grave. You know, I, I'll route, you know, I'm out here living at home at 26. Sean is younger than me. No relationship. No kids. No job. <laughs> you know, no 401k. Here. No IRA. No 401k. Oh man. You know, I'm ha- I'm just proud that I'm drinking water tonight. Like that. You know that I hit the gym earlier, so you, you know. It, hey, you're doing fairness. more than me. Hey, you got the dad's drink. You don't have yeah, to work you out. You gotta work out You're okay, naturally, yeah. you know. No, like, you're right. You're right. It'll kick in one of these saying, days. I'm just saying, in the perspective of you know struggling with the bums, I don't know if John necessarily fits that uh that counter, but you have had your struggles. I know you have felt like a bum, but you pushed through it. You know, and look where you're at now, man. I mean, you, you didn't go to college, and now you're better than everybody else. No, I'm kidding. kidding. Sorry, I'm uh, just roasting our friend group. I'm just roasting our friend group. But, Eddie, I know you were you were counting on your I'm counting. I know, bit. I know. I think there's only, like, besides John, and obviously within, like, the, act, the group that we were at college with, I think there's only three people that are in serious relationships right now, and no one's yeah, married. Yeah, yeah. None of them are married. Oh, oh, it's just Coach serious K, relationships. Coach K is married. Oh, yeah, yeah, you're right. Dang it, was four or five then, five then. So five yeah. including John. Yeah. But uh, again, it's like, okay, but, he, you know, he doesn't have a kid, and right. he's still trying to put himself where he wants to be in work. Right. Nobody – I don't think you – I think you can argue that nobody is where John is right now, per se, and where they want to be at work. I would say, though, I would say that I wouldn't. Oh, yeah, I'm maybe. Not, I'm, not, I'm, not where I'm, at, I'm not where I'm at where I want to be with work, for sure. I mean, I think there's stuff that I want to do later on. But, I mean, again, there's no, I mean, it's a group thing. We're all bums for a reason, right? I mean, absolutely. This is, this is, this is how we live. This is what we do. But at the same time, you know, there's no... Not that there's not a need. I mean, there isn't a need to compare because yeah. we're all living our own life. We're doing uh, what, we're we're doing what we what we need to do to be able to get through this. Absolutely, yeah. it isn't and a competition, I think, but I I think it, we're just highlighting it because it was like, yeah, you're definitely one. No, of, you definitely our first great. friend <laughs> that's having a kid, and like in our extensive group, you're like one of five people in a serious relationship. You know what yeah. I mean? Like with with your career, and yeah, obviously there's probably more you want to do, absolutely. But like, again, it's not to say not to be competitive. It's just more like just showing how like unique you are right now. Look, no, man. absolutely, and I appreciate that. That, yeah. that it, it means a lot being on here and like being able to talk to you guys again too. So, <laughs> I mean, yeah. look, we we've got friends that are still trying to figure out how to cook. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. You know, but it's all on the flick of the wrist. Come on, <laughs> flick of the wrist. 
Just add a little salt and pepper. It'd be fine. Yeah. But hey, somebody in there. But you have any closing thoughts, John, as we come to the end of this? Anything else you want to say? Um, no, I mean, I would just say for people that are expecting, you know, don't, don't be scared, you know, like, I mean, like Eddie said, this is, this is, uh, no one's really prepared. I mean, do everything that you can for you and your partner, your wife, your girlfriend, just even the person that, I mean, you, you even knock up, like just, you got to be there for that person because, you know, you have family. It takes a village for sure. But again, like having that sole person that's there and that soul that you create together, that is the beauty of life right there, my friend. That is something that, you know, no one could take away from you. And uh, uh, I just, I don't know. That's why we're here today. And yeah, I, I, that's my thought. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Eddie? There were some jokes that went through my mind as you were talking that, but I, I won't pull, I won't say it on the pod. Maybe no, after, please, maybe yeah, after, off, maybe camera, yeah. off camera, off camera. Right. Off camera. Right. No, I was say yeah, dude. I think <laughs> I, I fully agree, man. It takes a village to uh, raise someone. I think I got blessed that even though my family started out in a really like tough situation when I was a baby, like I always felt like I had, you know, I had two sets of grandparents that were you know blood related then i had an extra set of grandparents and i had like an extra mom in my aunt and then i had close family friends that were like an extra dad and mom so like i think and i grew up really close to my cousins um more so my dad's side than my mom's side but you know now later in life my mom's side of the family too so like i don't know it's just definitely really awesome that had that community and i always see that's something that you admire as well so yeah wish you the best of luck man yeah Thank Thanks, you. John. Thank you. I have nothing but the absolute faith that you'll be a good dad. You know, you've been a good friend of me for all these years, thick and thin. And I like to think I have a really good, uh, a really good eye for people that are have really good morals and values. And I think if you have that, then you can't go too wrong in raising a kid. So I have nothing but the absolute faith. But hey, this has been showing with the bums. Like I said earlier in the episode, bums. Please check out our Instagram at T-H-E-B-U underscore M-S, The Bums, on Instagram. And also check out our website, strugglingbums.com. This has been Struggling with the Bums. Thank you, John. Thank you, Eddie. And we'll see you bums later. Adios.